Hi, this is Joe with the Next in Ed podcast series. This school year has been crazy for us so far, and so Julie and Marcy and I have decided that we are going to produce a new interview every other Tuesday. So, please enjoy this week's podcast and know that a new one is coming up very soon. Hi, this is Marcy McNeil, producer of the Next in Ed podcast. If you have a topic you think we should discuss or someone you think we should interview, or if you would just like to give us some feedback, you can email us at nextinedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us through Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And now, we hope you enjoy the following episode. Bonjour. Bienvenue sur Next in Ed. Je m'appelle Joe. And I'm Julie. Hi, Julie. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. That's quite an introduction. Did you like that? I, I did. It was I've, French. I've been was practicing. It? It was, yeah, that was French. Yeah. Very good. I kind of figured out what you said. I mean, even though I Because I say it at French. the beginning of every show. Well, that. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I well, kind of figured it out. So, uh, you know... Um, <clears throat> My mother was a French teacher. Miss Peggy, yes. That's right. She was a French teacher. And so, of course, I took French. We- and and the, <laughs> the sad thing was, I, I loved the language, but the only person I could talk French with was my mom. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't run into a lot of people in Mobile, at least back then, that well, were Well, we'll tell French. you, if you go to the Grand Canyon, it will come in handy. Oh, yeah? Oh, my goodness. Everyone there spoke French. Oh, wow. That's interesting. In fact, interesting. they asked me, you don't speak French? <laughs> like, uh-huh. why don't you in Arizona? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Interesting. I did not know that. That's yes. interesting. Wow. Maybe Travelers you just caught the Canadians and the French coming into the Grand Canyon. Oh, Maybe that was so. just some traveling going time. on. But anyway, that's really cool. But yeah, is that, I, I took a lot of Spanish. Right. In college. Well, as well, yeah, and and I think I've probably tried to learn Spanish more recently, just because of the places I've gone and, mm-hmm. and people that I talk Monterrey. to and stuff. But. Yeah. I do, I do love the French language, well, and I, I wanted to impress my mom a little bit. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it, she's, she deserves it. She deserves that, but, having raised you. But it, yeah, I do you. think that <laughs> <laughs> learning a language is very beneficial. And it, and it really ties in with our guest today. Does it? Because guess who we <laughs> br- landed today? I know. Go I'm going to let you do the introduction. Oh, are you? Yes. Okay, great. So today we have Mr. Will Edmonds. Who has recently been named alternate Alabama Teacher of the Year, secondary Teacher of the Year, right? Oui, c'est ça. Oui. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So welcome to our show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yay. Thank you for the invite. Thanks for coming. Yeah, this is great. Uh, gave me a chance to practice my French. I had yeah. to run it by him yes. to make sure I, I was doing it right. He gave you a little are, correction. You are a French teacher. Yeah, he helped. <laughs> he gave a little was correction. Good. You did a good, good job. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. See, Mom, I did. I'm hey, Mom. <laughs> She'll be very proud. Well, we're excited to have you here today, and we'd like to start just by hearing your story. Tell, tell us about how you got into education and leading up to this amazing and French. award. Yeah, like so, my com- French. Completely in French, you want to? No. <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right, all right. So, we'll send that to Europe, that, <laughs> that podcast issue. You know, I, I never had a, a point in time growing up when I thought, you know, I want to be a French teacher. Right. That, that just didn't, that didn't happen. And so I went to Citronelle High School. I took Spanish, um, two years of Spanish there. And I went to the University of Mobile and they had French offered intensively and I could 
get it over because I didn't like foreign language. I could get it over in one year. So it was 12 hours of French in one year. Spanish was going to take two years. And I thought, sign me up for the French. The one year. <laughs> the one year, you know. And I'm embarrassed to say this, but I made 12 hours worth of C's. Oh, well. Because the grading scale was like an 84. Then in below was a C. Oh, and wow. so I was right there on that line every That's time. Rough. And so Nothing like a good, solid, <laughs> average student. <laughs> right, exactly. I was really a B student by these day standards. but well, uh, <laughs> Okay, I, we'll go with that. Whatever. But I, I had an, an amazing French teacher, Dr. Linda Lane and she was just she was a great teacher you know and uh, I just sort of fell in love with the French language at that point in time and and even then still didn't know that I was going to be a French teacher one day I just continued taking French I applied to uh, go to Brussels Belgium or actually I applied for a rotary scholarship and I got runner-up and uh, they gave me a nice letter saying that if something happened to this person you can take their place <laughs> okay i didn't get to go in the meantime i was still looking for ways to go and study french and so i found through the university of alabama a program where i could go and study and i went in the meantime i had reapplied for that same scholarship and when i was over there i got word that i received that scholarship so oh, wow. i i came home and then i went back and was in brussels belgium both occasions living with french families and, uh, just totally merged. Total immersion. immersion. Oh yes, mm -hmm. total immersion. <laughs> and how <laughs> how old were you? Like young, twenty, young twenty one. Yeah. And uh, what was your in original intention for education, or just you were just going to school? I was just going to school, yeah. and I love the awesome opportunity to study in a foreign country. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I so I did that, but still still didn't know that I was going to be a French teacher. All along, I was working on a. a, a, a a bachelor's in science in global business. Oh, okay. I was like, what were you going to do with the French? Right. right? I know. Yeah. So I, everybody, you would think I would know by now, but I'm a little dense, I guess. And so <laughs> anyway, I, I kept working on the business degree. And one day the registrar's office contacted me and said, hey, Mr. Edmonds or, or Will back in the day, they said, you've got uh, this many hours toward uh, French. Would you like a major? And I said, Sure. So I got the major, still didn't know I was going to be a French teacher. I had this dream of wearing a suit and working in an office downtown, Mobile. Was it down at the International Trade Center? Uh, at, the, at the Old Merchants Building, The Old fact. Merchants Building. And okay. uh, I got that. I was on the 16th floor. I could see the Delta, you know, <laughs> and I loved it until I didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. What did you do there? Uh, I was in international, in, in the international department, so we did like... Uh, uh, when shipments would come in and the, and the bank was processing their bills or their, their load, you know, and uh, also foreign currency at the time, you know, that's not really done these days anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I liked it, but I, I didn't love it, you know. And uh, I remember sitting one day in my office thinking, this is, this is not for me. Hmm. And uh, I thought, you know what, I have, I have a French degree. I should teach French. I mean, I literally had <laughs> that you know, epiphany, if you will. And so I took the elevator down uh, Merchant's Building. I crossed over Bienville Square and went to what was then Barton Academy Central Office. I applied. <laughs> well, we haven't mentioned the irony of that yet. So. No, yet. Right. <laughs> it's, and, com it's coming. And fortunately, there was an opening at the, at the newly opening Burns Middle School. Okay. And Mr. Donnie Stringfellow had a unit for a foreign language, and he, I guess he wanted it to be French, and I was hired. That just never, happened. All that just well, that, that fell took, into place. From the time I left the bank, I guess it was about six months. My dad was a contractor, and so I worked some good manual labor that summer. Right. Begin, and kind of thinking, what am I doing? Where am I going? You know, and by the time the fall rolled around, I was teaching French. Isn't that amazing? That's a, that's a, a really cool story, yeah. I think. 
And, I, and I'll tell you, quick, nothing will make you appreciate an education better or more fast, more quickly. <laughs> Let me get that right. All right, English. <laughs> nothing will make you appreciate an education quicker than hard labor. There you go. Your English major just shined there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Julie. Wow. Okay. I, guess I love it. Cut you some slack today. Maybe you'll cut me a little slack. It was the brownie <laughs> it was cake the, I ate before the, the podcast. But yeah. So you mentioned that there was uh, some irony uh, to that. So were you, how long were you at Burns? I was at Burns for three years. Okay. The opening year and then the next three years. Mm -hmm. And then after that, where where did you go? After that, you know, French positions are hard to find, you know. (laughs) So when one opens, you jump at it, you know, because they're just not available all the place. And Miss Gloria Greenspun contacted me and she said, I'm going to be leaving Davidson. Would you like to come over here? And I did. I jumped at the opportunity. And so I went to Davidson for the next 20 years. Wow. Wow. So I guess y'all couldn't, like had networked being French teachers. Yeah, There's not yes. too many of you. so Exactly. Yes, there are, not, there are not many at all. And so we knew each other through, um, uh, through the Alliance Francaise, which is an organization in Mobile. Um, and uh, I had met her before at, at teacher get-togethers, you know. And uh, so she said, would you like to come over? And I said, yes, I would. Well, she must have been impressed <laughs> or she wouldn't have asked or offered that uh, opportunity. That's right. I'm, I'm thinking about, um, just out of curiosity, you, I know there's got to be a, a small number, but how many would you say, can, you know, in the, system? In, in the system, do you think are teaching French? About seven or eight, I believe. Okay. I may be. So there's not there, one at every high school. There is not. No, there's not. Is, are there more language teachers of other foreign languages or Spanish. is that about the same? Spanish always outnumbers us. But so there's always a foreign language offered. There's a high foreign school. language offered, yes, right. but and generally it's Spanish, and I understand why too. But I go toe to toe with Spanish any day of the week. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and in, in French, in, in French, right? And, but in the end, I want any student to take a foreign language. I don't care Correct. what language it is because mm-hmm. it's just too important to to skip over. But I always promote French, you know. And that was difficult in the in the early days when I was teaching. The early days, 24 years ago when I was teaching, because you know parents would ask, "Why should I take Spanish or French over Spanish?" and it was difficult, you know. I, I knew all the good reasons, but it wasn't good enough, you know, really for a parent or a student. And lo and behold, you know, what, 20 years later, we have this French company that landed in Mobile, literally, mm-hmm. Airbus, mm-hmm. located in Toulouse, France. And over the years, I've had some students go there and who speak French, who are engineers and work for Airbus. And so oh, wow. there is, there's truly like there's a concrete reason why you should take French in Mobile, Alabama. And that, there it is. There it is. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's part of the economy mm-hmm. now. It is. It's part of the economy. That's great. But you mentioned too, and I, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit, um, that you think all students should take a foreign language. Yes. And why? why? Why is that so important, do you think? Well, you know, we, we live in a, a global world. We're not isolated anymore. Uh, as, as Americans, traditionally, we have been sort of isolated on our, in this part of the Western Hemisphere, but we, it, it opens up doors to new cultures, uh, new customs, um, businesses conducted in different languages every day. It's important to go to other people on their terms, perhaps, which might mean language in that case. Um, it's, uh, it, it brings people together when they know that you've taken the time to learn their language. Um, and uh, it's, it's just 
fun, as I call it. I mean, it's I, I get a student hooked on the culture, and I can get them hooked on the language. Yeah. There you go. Right. Um, and and that, so, that's probably why your class is popular because you you, you focus on that culture, not just do, the specifics of the language. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, that makes it fun. Yeah. That makes it fun, and I like that it's not just all about business. Right. Because learning a language is about bringing people together. It is. And it's it is. Even more important now. I say that like languages and people are relational, so the two need to come together, you know, and they right. work well in a classroom when you're working in groups or pairs. You know, the two need to, to work together, and that's when it works best. And it does open your world. It really does. So, do you ever play the Billy Idol song, uh, Eyes Without a Face? No. Where in the in the song they go les yeux sans visage that uh, the girls in the back are singing. I'm terrible at knowing song titles, but yes, I know what you're talking. When about. I when I took <laughs> French in high school, that was a popular song, and we loved that. We could, we were like, oh, I know what they're saying. You know? Uh, is that what they're saying? Eyes without a face. Oh, okay. Because yeah. yeah. I would think music would be a big part of that as well when you're trying to pull in the culture and that kind of thing. You can use a song in a classroom, and it will pull students in immediately. That yeah. and food. Yeah, I rem- that and food. I remember when you talk about culture, like in a high school or with kids, teaching kids. Um, I know my my daughter took French at Baker High yes. School. And, um, yeah, that was the biggest part was the food they got to bring. Oh, yeah. So it just really pulls them in. I have sixth graders every a new group of sixth graders every quarter right now at Barton. And we have this little snippet we watch uh, on YouTube about how to make croissants. And then we taste cro- croissants and we can eat a croissant anywhere around here. It's mm-hmm. not that, you know, unique, but to, to be able to hold a croissant in front of students and show them the way a French person is going to eat a croissant and when they eat croissants and the, the labor it goes into making them. And it's a whole new croissant in the end, you know, <laughs> and, and they enjoy that. We did it last Friday at Barton, in fact, and kids just eat it up literally. Literally. That's great. <laughs> We're here today with Will Edmonds, and you had just mentioned that you had students at Barton. Yes. So tell us about, you were at Davidson for 20 years, and now you are at Barton Academy. So how, how did that come about? We well, you know for, I guess, for four or five years now, there's been this rumor that this Barton is going to reopen. And so I was intrigued by that. I used to live in Midtown and, uh, and love, love being downtown anytime. And to know that this old building was going to be refurbished, brought back to life, and students were going to once again, you know, learn there as it was a school, the state's oldest school, 1836, I believe. Maybe wrong about the date. But so that intrigued me. I wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, I'm 24 years into my career, 23 at that time, and I was looking for new challenges as well, you know, um, students, uh, faculty, you know, I, I, I can become like an old dog with, with no tricks, you know, and <laughs> do the same tricks right, you've been right. doing and, at a different place. <laughs> and so I wanted to do, I wanted to go and do some different things at a different place. Uh, and I look forward to that challenge. And so when, when it finally came on, I was like, oh, I've, I've got to go, I've got to go apply for that. Uh, and then, in fact, I think I heard on one of your podcasts here, uh, you interviewed interviewed Dr. Amanda Jones before it opened. That's right. You know, and I listened intently to that, uh, oh. to that oh, nice. podcast, you know, looking for anything I needed to know. For, oh, I'm for, so glad he was a listener back then. <laughs> Yay. Great. Thank you, um, Will. For, you're welcome. For like, an, you know, an interview question she might throw oh, at yeah. me or something like that. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, when, when that happened, I was like, mm, I got to go fill out my application. And so I did. So we had a little part in you did. That's correct. I feel good about that. <laughs> well, so, and and what has what's it been like for you? What's this year been like? It's been a fun year. Uh, I I guess now I've been part of two openings of schools, Burns, and then now Park. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's been fun to see everybody working together, even though there are many veteran educators 
when with the new school, you're all like, I don't want to say scrambling because that's not it, but you're working to, to learn each other. You're working to learn what will be the traditions of this new school. Um, you're in an old building, new technology. It's like, it's just amazing what's laid out in front of you to be able to go and, and, and teach children in this environment. And so it's, it's been a ton of fun this year. Um, I, can't, I can't wait until next year when we have some things laid down and just start a new, uh, you know, a new school year. With, sure. And I know with the faculty that you guys have, I mean, y'all, y'all have to constantly be um, just really lifting each other up all the time and pushing, yes. pushing each other. Well, and uh, it was a bit intimidating, you know, yeah, uh, I would think so coming around some new faculty and I would see their bios appear as they were, as they were being presented uh, at, at Barton. And I was thinking, Oh man, I don't, I don't match up with those people. I'm not sure I can <laughs> well, go. Now you <laughs> do. do that. I, you know, earlier I said I wanted a new challenge, you know, and, and, uh, and I got that. And I really thought that might come in the in the form of like the new level of students I was teaching, you know, even though I'd taught middle school, that was a long time ago. And so I'm one of a few uh, or several, I guess, veteran teachers on the staff at Barton, but there are also some younger uh, yes. staff faculty. And, uh, you know, they will talk about things sometimes. And I think, Ooh, I need to go back to my room and Google that. I'm not sure what they're talking about. <laughs> and so that's a challenge. I mean, it's good. It keeps me current, right, you know, this far right. in. So sure. that was not something I anticipated, but it's a reality and, and I've enjoyed it. Right, right. Well, oh, go ahead, Joe. You go ahead. Okay. I was going to say one of the, one, the way I've met you in the past, um, is through national board certification. So yes. I wanted you to talk a little bit about that as okay. well. So that little journey. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, a long time ago at Davidson High School, I walked down to a classroom. It was Miss Mooney's classroom. She was an English teacher, and I saw this uh, certificate on her wall, and it was signed by looked like very important people. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> I want one of those, you know. So I went back to my room and I literally Googled National Board for Cert- National Board Certified Teacher, and it popped up and it told me what it was, and I thought I want this. You know, and there was no support network back then mm-hmm. for national board teachers, um, <clears throat> unless you happen to have some teachers already in your school certified who could help you through the process. And it was very different back then. Um, I certified in 09 okay. um, with the help of Miss Mooney and Miss Burge, who were who were certified back then. And um, without their help, I don't know if I could have done it. You know, it would have been an extra long process. But so anyway, fast forward several years, and um, I was invited to attend a uh conference in Tuscaloosa entitled NT3, The Network to Transform Teaching. And it was being put on by national board. And there were select school systems throughout the country and some in Alabama uh, that were going to be, they were going to be focusing on. And it kind of equipped you with the tools to take it back to your school and then to try to grow the national board certification for teachers. And so after I got back to Davidson, I started promoting. And at the same time, Mobile County's support network just grew like I'm not sure exponentially is the right word, but it, it really, really Definitely grew. grew. It, it, it mm-hmm. took off, you know. And so I was a part of Mobile County's mentoring process for, for new candidates. And then at Davidson, through word of mouth and some PD and faculty meeting announcement and whatnot, the, the ball got rolling. And, uh, I mean, it really got rolling. So, you know, teachers it became a point of discussion sometimes, you know, at school about working toward national board certification and back then there were there were three, and now there are eleven. I believe. I was going to say I think there's eleven um, at Davidson now. And I don't take wow. credit for all of that, but there was. You were definitely a, a part. The, of but, but getting that ball rolling impetus. and get, mm-hmm. yes, and getting that uh, getting that moving, and, and, and you know, it created a different conversation in the school about you know refe- reflecting on what you do and how you teach your students using old methods, tying in new ones. National board is an amazing. It is amazing. Amazing process. entity, and and it's mm-hmm. not going away. 
it's just improving. Right. It, I equate it as, uh, and not to go too much further into it, but um, you know how professional engineers have to get a PE certificate or whatever. It, it, I equate right. it to it that. Is. It is. I equate sure. it to that. So it's just it's an extra certification for <clears throat> reflection and analyzing. And the mentoring process for me kept me fresh. It did. Me too. Yes. And so, so that's, and of course, that's how we met. I've been reading a lot of papers lately because submission day was today <laughs> Oh yeah, for this that's year. Right, that's you right. know, and so you're helping candidates and giving feedback, you know, and it's, it's a fun process. Uh, you're right, Julie, it keeps you fresh mm-hmm. on what teachers are doing in their classroom. So I'm still learning even through the reading process. Exactly. exactly. Well, talk to us about the, how it was for you leading up to, you know, the teacher of the year uh, alternate that you, that you <laughs> received. What was that How'd process that like go? for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us that story. Uh, well, you know, it started at Barton Academy when back in November, the faculty nominated me for teacher of the year at, at Barton Academy. And, and I was just so grateful. These, these teachers didn't really know me. That was, we had been together for like four months, you know, and so I was extremely honored at that level to be, you know, the teacher of the year. And of course, then you applied for the, the county honor, you know, and I got that. I was surprised in my room, you know, by Renee Phillips and communications. And um, and then you can continue the process and, you know, it gets a little more in depth with each step and would continue to refine and tweak and, and turn things in. And next thing I knew, I had uh, earned the secondary teacher for State District 5. And that was the Sweet 16. And then I, we did a video or I did a video of my classroom teaching that you turn in and that pairs with your application. And that works toward uh, pairing it down to a final four. And I made the final four Then I went for an interview. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting on the stage in Montgomery <laughs> and the governor's walking in. And, uh, wow. And Dr. Mackey. And Dr. Mackey, mm-hmm. yes. And so, I mean, it was a, it was a roller coaster of a ride, sort of surreal. Uh, I look back on it. It's just extremely honored to have even been part of the process. I know that there are teachers across our state, across our system, who work day in, day out, uh, uh, and they're not recognized, you know, at this level, and but they should be because they are doing amazing work in our classrooms, and and I know they're out there, and so that just humbles me that much more that I uh, have this honor. And so, what will that look like for you for for next year, being in that in that role? Do you get access to some resources? You get to go do anything cool? Or? I do, I do. Uh, I think I act as a, a, and all of this is still sort of, you know, evolving because this is pretty fresh uh, here happening last week, but I work to support the, the teacher of the year, Mr. Reggie White from Birmingham, uh, to support him and however I can uh, through speaking events or professional development uh, around the state. And uh, the state fully supports uh, us going out and doing that. And so I will, how that will realize over the year, I'm still waiting to see. Mm-hmm. But I look forward to the opportunities that brings uh, me to be able to go out and, and talk to people about, about what I do in my classroom and uh, in education in Alabama. Right. That, that's the one thing we, uh, one of our <coughs> recent episodes was with Suzanne Colbreth, who is also a teacher of the year for Alabama. And, you know, the thing is, is that you represent, you know, all that's good in Alabama. And there's a lot that's good. And there you is. can promote that. And there are so many teachers who work very hard day in and day out and don't have that opportunity to, to be singled out. Right, right. And so it is, uh, we're real proud of you. Thank you. And, and certainly your faculty must have felt something more <laughs> than just... The, the the guy they didn't know, the old teacher over there. <laughs> so, I imagine he's a go-to. Uh, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what do we do, Will? <laughs> well, let's talk about what's next. So for you, that could be in terms of, of 
you know, what your job will be like next year or what would you like to see coming up or what, what do you see coming up next in, in, in education? What I see next in education is even though we've just come through a pandemic and hopefully we're, hopefully we're getting beyond that and perhaps that we're tired of things being virtual, you know, but I still think that's where we're headed. I mean, I don't see us backtracking in this virtual world. I think we still will bring opportunities to students virtually. Um, that may not mean that necessarily that we're teaching in a hybrid situation, but we're offering more things to students virtually. I think that is the. I think that's the path. I think that's where we're headed, and and to be able to refine those those skills and our tools and our toolbox that we need to be able to teach in a classroom, but yet offer things virtually. It's so important because students are virtual, <laughs> and I mean that in that they, they live in a virtual world. And so meeting those students where they are is a way to achieve success in the classroom. Um, they're very fine-tuned or in tune with playing video games and, and YouTubing, and I'm probably using terms that they're, they would laugh at me about, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is, you know, but um, we have to work to meet those. So it, Next in education is continuing to live in this world where we're challenged to meet students where they are in order to meet their needs. We can't just do it the traditional way and expect students to uh, to uh, to learn. You know, uh, it's not just a knowledge is not just a commodity anymore. I mean, most of the things that I teach in my classroom, someone could go Google, and Google's getting really good at translating. As a matter of fact. <clears throat> right. Joe Googled a few things before the podcast. Yeah, that's right. I said, yeah, I had yeah. to. Now, now, he made it better. Right, right. right. But the technology and, and did a right. pretty good job. Communication with mm-hmm. people. So sure. speaking of that, so how do you see that virtual world impacting your passion for teaching French? Well, when I see, for example, today in class, I had some students using Google Translate, and it was an okay situation to use Google Translate. Um, I it's, it's teaching students how to use that information, how to use those tools. They can't rely on it, but they can use it to get to the next step, okay? And uh, so uh, things like Google or, or, or any kind of virtual tool that I could use, I have to continue to refine my own skills in those and take students to the next level so they can use, uh, continue to use those tools and, and, and achieve more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more important now for me to teach students how to use the knowledge that I have. Cause like I said, they can go grab that knowledge off online, right, right. but how they can use that and go forward. I mentioned earlier, those students who, who have gone and worked for Airbus, who combine French with engineering, you know, equipping them with those tools to be able to do those kinds of things. That's a, those are two key elements going to, that have gone together to make a career for a student. Right. And I know that you're, you, you value community. Yes. In your classroom and outside of the classroom. Yes. So I would think that <clears throat> virtual connection might be something that you could do with your class, like to have a, a sister class in a French speaking yes. place or something like that. <clears throat> yes, it could. And, and through service clubs as well. Mm-hmm. Like I've got an interact service club that's up and running and I need to look for ways that we can that we can help out. I'm not sure what that looks like right now at right. this point in time, but let the kids figure um, that the out. The kids will <laughs> right. figure it out. That's what I've that's what I've come to find out is that they will find a way to do because they're more knowledgeable about it than I am. So I act like I know what they're talking about it, <laughs> and then again I go Google it and find out, and then I run with it, you know. But um, yes, community, <clears throat> excuse me, community I think is like is paramount uh, in the classroom. I was reminded this year from from a lovely student. Uh, 
Ona Larkin, who wrote me a letter during Thank You Alabama Teachers Week, and she, she talked about my classroom being a community. And she reminded me that you know, my teaching, my content is important, but my top objective ought to always be building community among students in a classroom. Because when students are working together, the learning is happening uh, rather than just listening to me. Right. right. Well, Very powerful. Yep. That's right. Great well, thank you. Thank you so podcast. much for, yeah, that was thank great. You. Thank you so much for being here today and congratulations. Thank we're, you, Will. Congratulations. You. We're, so, we're very proud of you. Well deserved. Thank you. Look forward to seeing uh, how that, that year goes for you. We'll yes. have to have you come back on later on and, and tell us about the experience. Sounds good. Look forward right. to it. Well, thank those of you for watching or listening today and be sure to catch us next time as Julie and I continue to explore what's, what's next, next in it. Ed. Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at Next in Ed and on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.